We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along, and it's my pleasure to welcome in the brand-new head coach of the JMU women's tennis team. That is Tyson Thomas, who was hired by Jeff Bourne. It was announced yesterday. Tyson, how are you, sir? I am doing incredibly well, Dave. Thank you for asking me, and, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on. First of all, congratulations. I'm sure this has been a whirlwind, but an exciting time for you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a massive understatement. Um, it's, you know, the opportunity arose a bit unexpectedly, but yeah, after some quick research, there was, uh, there, was, there was no question that I'd have to go after this was all I had. Talk about that and just talk about when this job opened, because, again, we'll, we'll get into it, but you had only been at St. Joe's for a month as the head coach there, so and, and then this job comes open. Obviously, it's a great opportunity. Talk about what kind of drew you to this, and ultimately what was it about, about JMU that, uh, that kind of made you settle on this job? Yeah, uh, it's a definitely a loaded question, but the, the timing with the St. Joe's situation was a bit unfortunate. It was, uh, you know, near our home in just outside of Philadelphia. I had spent the last year with the UPenn women's tennis team and the administration at St. Joe's was incredibly welcoming. And, um, you know, it was, it was a nice opportunity and, uh, you know, one I was excited for. Um, however, shortly after that was finalized, um, it was announced that Shelly had accepted the offer with Kentucky. And I have previously spent three years working with the UVA women's tennis team. So I've become familiar with the area and, you know, it, it didn't take us long when we were there to, to really fall in love with everything that, you know, this area of Virginia has to offer. Um, and, you know, after it came open, I did have the opportunity to speak with Shelly a little bit and get a little bit of an insider's feel for the program, the university and Harrisonburg. And, you know, learning more about the people, the 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 support that JMU offers all of its sports. Uh, you know, it was clear that this was a special place and a special opportunity. So, you know, it 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 was uh, it didn't take long before I was doing everything I could to kind of make this happen. Mm-hmm. Talk about that with, with Shelley, because again, that doesn't happen a lot. But did you have a relationship with, with uh, Coach Jadon before? Uh, obviously, being at UVA, you guys probably talked a little bit. But but that was, I'm guessing, that was incredibly helpful for you to be able to talk to her and get that insight. Absolutely. Uh, to be able to get a coach's perspective is, you know, invaluable. Um, we, we played them yeah, at least once or twice. I know one year at the kickoff tournament the, for ITAs, um, and we were always incredibly impressed with the, how strong uh, the teams that they were putting together and also how well they competed. Um, so it was clear that they were doing something really well. Um, so then to be able to speak with Shelly and to get that insider perspective, it just kind of confirmed some different assumptions that you can build from the outside that, um, you know, it wasn't an accident, the success that they were having. We're talking to Tyson Thomas. He is the new women's tennis coach at James Madison as he was, it was announced yesterday that, that he was going to accept the job and, and take over the program. And coach, as you, as you kind of dove into JMU and, and talked to Mr. Bourne and talked to others here, did, did it even kind of rise to the top even more like, wow, I didn't realize there was this or that. And, and did it just, did it confirm that, that you really wanted to, to, to get this job? Yes. Um, 
And, you know, I'm not so sure that it wasn't orchestrated, but (laughs) uh, everyone that I spoke with from, uh, you know, uh, Denise uh, Lau, I, mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing yep. her last name correctly. You are. Um, who, she organized the search, um, and then all of the different coaches that I was able to speak with, and then my my long day of interviews in person here kind of culminated with Mr. Bourne. Everyone spoke to, uh, you know, the culture within the JMU athletic department. Um, the there, there are equal parts in terms of creating kind of this holistically uh, strong support system for the student-athletes to be able to succeed in a variety of ways and for our programs to be able to compete on a national level. Um, but then alongside of that, there was always an emphasis on being able to have time with your own families. Um, and, you know, it's been a belief of mine that it's critical to, to have balance in your life. And, you know, I'm going to be the best coach that I can be if I'm able to, you know, have a, that time with my family as well. Um, so, so that really sealed the deal in terms of just coordinating values mm-hmm. that I hold and, and seeing a university that values them the same way. No question. And that is real, what you're talking about. It, it, there definitely is, is, that's what goes on at James Madison. And we're talking with Tyson Thomas, a new women's tennis coach at JMU. And, you know, I'm guessing too, with the success that Shelly was able to, to have her, her, her time here in Harrisonburg and, and winning a couple of conference championships, getting to the NCAA tournament, finishing second in their first year in the Sun Belt this past year in the regular season and the tournament. Um, that's that's always good, too, when they're having success and you try and sustain that. But that, that'll be the, the, the challenge for you. But I'm sure that, that drew you to this job as well. Absolutely. I, you know, I, uh, I am a very competitive person by nature, and I'm not – you know, I, I, I believe in, in the whole person development and, and that entire process. Um, but I, I definitely want to compete at an incredibly high level. And um, the foundation that Shelly and Noah have created um, is, is a perfect springboard to kind of continue that momentum and, and keep up that good work and, and put this team at a, at a high level nationally. What style of coach are you when you're out there? Is there something that, that you're kind of known for? I, you know, I would say I'm, I'm, I, I value relationships very much. I think tennis is a kind of a, you know, not a, a unique sport and that it's one of the only ones that do this, but players are out there by themselves, you know, in singles and doubles, they have two of them, but, but there needs to be really strong communication and, and complete trust between you know, the player and the coach, when they're in the heat of the moment and they're having to make these decisions with a split-second notice, um, if we need to shift shift strategies or they need to compete and continue down a certain path, we, we need to have that sort of trust. So I I really like to empower the student-athletes, and if I'm doing my job well, then then I've prepared them and I've educated them to, to really identify these situations. Um and then it's my job in matches to kind of keep them focused and keep them in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, I get just as excited as anyone out there, um, but uh, I, I like to think I, I'm going to do what the situation calls for to make sure our players are as successful as they can be. Okay, we're talking with Tyson Thomas. He's the new women's tennis coach at James Madison. And Have you had a chance to talk to any of the young women on, on your team? Yes. Uh, a few of them were actually involved in the interview process. Um, and even when it was still 
you know, unconfirmed. They were incredibly welcoming. Um, and then we've we've had we had a, a little bit of a group text the other day, and then we're trying to get everyone together for a Zoom coming up soon. Good, uh, as they're all kind of scattered around the country and yeah. around the world right now. You know, talk about recruiting for you. And again, we're going to get into your background and being growing up in Nebraska and and been in the Midwest. But as you mentioned, you were at UVA for three years at Penn um, in the Philadelphia area the last couple of seasons. But, you know, talk about recruiting and how is that for you? I'm guessing it has helped to to be out here on the East Coast a little bit and get to know um, places out here. But how about internationally? How about your your recruiting base and kind of what what are your plans for that? You know, I think at its core, I want to bring really good people who also happen to be really good tennis players to JMU. And, you know, I have some certain things that I look for in terms of individuals with a growth mindset, uh, players who have uh, a passion for the sport, a love for the sport, a love for learning. Uh you know, there, there are certain characteristics that you want in individuals because that's the type of team that you want to create. Um, now, that being said, I think it's important to, to do your best to recruit regionally um, and really try to get some of the best players from the area here. Um, but then, you know, beyond that, it's, it's nationwide. It's, it's worldwide, given the nature of, of tennis. Um, and having been in the sport in a variety of different ways for quite some time now, I'm lucky to have very good friends and former players um, that are coaching and involved in tennis in a variety of ways all around the world. So, um, you know, sometimes I can't quite pop over to, you know, Thailand or Sweden real quick, but I have a good friend who, if, if we're speaking about a player, it's, uh, it's something I can trust. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I think that's one of the things I love the most about tennis as well. It's you bring a group of people together that have a diverse cultural experience and it makes for a really, it's some really fun road trips. <laughs> no question about that. We're talking to Tyson Thomas, getting the new women's tennis coach at JMU. And you know, how challenging was it to leave the St. Joe's job? I know it, w- timing is, is everything. And you had just been on the job for about a month or so. And then this opens up. And again, it, it, it was, um, it's been a whirlwind for you, but how challenging was that to, to leave that job? It was tough. Um, and it was, it was really tough because the administration was, is pretty great over there. Um, uh, Jill Bodenstein, the AD, is a phenomenal person. And, uh, you know, that situation as well was a little bit exploratory. I was getting started with Penn, and we were kind of building something there. Um, but the opportunity to become a head coach again kind of was calling. And once I had a chance to speak with Jill, St. Joe's, it was, you know, it was just a really exciting opportunity. Um, so, so that was really unfortunate. Um, that being said, you know, it is the summer. It's uh, still in the process of kind of building things up. But, um, you know, ultimately, it, it's one of those things looking at the long term, which is how I view JMU. Uh, it's one of those tough decisions that you have to make sometimes. Yeah. And, and you got to look out for yourself, too, sometimes, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's the reality of the situation sometimes. Again, we're talking with Tyson yeah. Thomas. He's a new women's tennis coach at James Madison. And tell me about your year at Penn. You were an assistant coach there last year. Um, I'm guessing you had some. You had a lot of success there, and I'm sure that was a good time for you. Yeah, it was a it was a learning experience. Um, the Ivy Leagues are it, it's 
there, there's a lot going on within within the IVs just in terms <laughs> of uh, you know recruiting and and slightly different schedules and um, I, uh, I give a lot of respect to the players you know competing at a high level within the Ivy League because there is uh, you know a significant amount of demand on their time um, academically and they're generally involved in a variety of different things um, so. So that experience in Philadelphia, um, however short, you know, just being the one year, uh, I think is very valuable, you know, picking up some different aspects in that regard. And then your time at Virginia at UVA, you were there for three seasons as a volunteer assistant coach, and obviously they've got a great program. Um, talk about your time there. Ultimately, you were a head coach and then went to UVA. Talk about that that transition to, to being, again, not far from here in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that decision was a very unexpected one, but one that I, you know, truly cherish. Um, I was, I was in Charlottesville over the summer to help with summer camps for a few weeks. And I was talking to, you know, Andres Pedroso and Scott Brown on the men's side, because I was the men's coach at the mid-major D1 in Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, I was kind of seeking, seeking their guidance, you know, almost as mentors because of the success that they were having. And, and, uh, you know, it became clear their experience and what they were going to build there. Um, and while I was there, you know, I had discussions with them about this volunteer assistant position with the women's team. And it's definitely a strange transition. I don't think you see a lot of coaches go from, you know, head coach to volunteer assistant. But at the time, I was seeking um, to expand what I was as a coach. I wanted to gain different knowledge and experience. And the culture that they have with the head coaches and the assistant coaches working so closely together, you know, it felt like it almost felt like grad school. Like I was going to go back and add to my repertoire as a coach. Um, So to go through that experience for three years and to coach alongside and to train players and, you know, have some phenomenal success, uh, I think ultimately has, has, you know, improved what I'm capable of as a coach. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 very grateful for that time. I'm guessing too, as we talked to Tyson Thomas, new women's tennis coach at JMU, that just again you had been in the Midwest and we're at Omaha. We'll talk about that, but just to come out here and and, and find a different way to do things and kind of uh, increase your your toolbox, so to speak, of what you know about tennis. I'm sure that that was very beneficial. Yes, absolutely. I think you know there's there's some saying where it's you know, I'm smart enough to know what I don't know. Um, and I, I think it's a sort of humility that I think is important for, for student athletes uh, and coaches to, to bring to the table because there's, it's, it's a bit of a balancing act. You know, you need to have a degree of confidence when you're out there, but the confidence can drift over too much into the, the realm of arrogance. Um, so, but all players also need to, be comfortable enough in who they are and what they know to acknowledge when they need to take a different path or they need to reconsider what they, you know, what they've been, you know, following. So as a coach, I I was comfortable doing that and I'm comfortable having those conversations with players to, again, like what we spoke about earlier, build that relationship and that trust. So we can navigate difficult circumstances together. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to claim that I always have the right answer at the, you know, at the exact moment, but 
I, I know that we're going to work incredibly hard to find it. If we have to make a few mistakes along the way, you know, we're not going to give up and we're going to keep working to get there. Um, so, so that whole process, it, it just really helps solidify that, that approach to learning and always growing mm-hmm. that I definitely want to bring to JMU. Okay, we're talking with Tyson Thomas. He is the new women's tennis coach at James Madison. And, you know, take me back to your time at Nebraska Omaha. Again, as you and I have been talking a little bit, I'm a Nebraska native, so my, my family still lives in the Omaha area. I get back there a lot. I've got a lot of friends that have gone to, to UNO, and they call it Omaha now, I guess, so to speak. But um, sure. you had a, a great run there. Again, you were an assistant coach for a season for both the men and the women, took over the men's program from 19, for, excuse me, from 14 to 19. Um, but I, I'm guessing you had a great time there also. I really did, and yeah, we're a fellow Nebraskan here, Dave. Um, <laughs> but it's again, it, much like Harrisonburg, it's you know just great people. Um, and my family loved Omaha. My wife, she grew up in Florida. We were living in Denver before, and I, you know, she was a little iffy. But then once we got to Omaha, she just fell in love with the place. Um, and you know, the university we were able to really kind of build something special there and bring in some great players um, and, and change the perspective of what the players previously thought was possible. Um, you know, Omaha went through a transition from division two to division one, a few years before I arrived. And, you know, there was a bit of a, a preconceived notion of where they fell in the pecking order and things within the conference, within division one. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you, I think there's a Henry Ford quote, whether you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you probably, you're probably right. And, uh, we had to shift that. And, and once we did, it was just incredibly exciting seeing players, you know, go beyond what they previously thought possible. Um, so, so we did that. And, uh, and then I was getting, that's, that's what led into UVA. And I was getting to that place where, I was continually thinking what was possible and, and kind of led to that next step. Well, and two, you mentioned it. You, you were kind of getting the itch to be a head coach again when you took the St. Joe's job, and obviously you're the head coach now here. But is that something, too, that you got that feel for a head coach, then you, you were able to get some other experiences at UVA and Penn, and, and it, did you feel as if it was time to be a head coach again? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think my experience over the past four years is very valuable because now I, I know what it feels like in all of these different positions. Right. Um, I know the same skills of being a head coach don't necessarily translate to being a great assistant. You know, you have to be able to pivot and shift and, you know, do different jobs. Um, so, so I think shifting back to being a head coach, you know, it, it's now, you know, the buck stops here per se. And the philosophy and the culture stems from, you know, conversations and the direction that we, you know, I shift things in. Um, so I think it was ultimately very valuable to step to, into these different positions and now come back to this role and look for those sorts of traits in, in our future assistant. Okay, we're talking with Tyson Thomas, new women's tennis coach at James Madison. And take me back, growing up in Columbus, Nebraska, you ended up going oh. to Nebraska Kearney, a Division II school, again, that I'm very familiar with. A ton of friends went there. When I was at Missouri Western, they played Nebraska Kearney all the time in the MIAA. But um, take me, was it always tennis for you? Is that something that, that you grew up loving? Okay, so quite the contrary. I, 
uh, you're really going back here. <laughs> I, uh, so I grew up in a small town of about 20,000 people, and I played almost every other sport besides tennis. Um, <laughs> you know, from baseball, basketball, soccer, uh, in, in football in a different way, you know, just throwing the ball around or flag football. But then uh, it's a funny story. It was around eighth grade that I finally played, uh, you know, little league football. So it was the first time we had pads and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, tall, fairly skinny. And back then I was incredibly skinny. And that year was just a year of punishment. And my dad, my dad was like, Hey, you signed up for this. We need to finish the season. So I did it. But after that degree of punishment, I was like, what other sports are offered in the fall? Um, so I shifted over to tennis. So, and, and, you know, within the first few months, I just fell in love with the sport and I came at it from being an athlete, you know, in virtually every other aspect. Um, so I was able to pick up a lot of parts of it pretty quickly, but I just fell in love with the sport. And then all of these other sports kind of started falling off and I just continued to dedicate more and more of my time to tennis. Um, and, and going to UNK, um, I, I, I wasn't even sure if it was going to work out to play tennis collegially because I had started so late, but again, you know, we had some great coaches, we built up a program there and, and, and it all worked out. And then, you know, I've never left the sport. Yeah, it's just it's just continued. And after after you played at UNK, um, you did a lot of different things. You were in the Peace Corps as well. You were in West Africa for a couple of seasons. You did a lot of things with tennis after college, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of what I said a little while ago. One of the things I love about tennis is how it's this worldwide sport. And um, right after college, I, I got a position with a company called Peter Burwash International. And they, they manage tennis resorts and clubs around the world. So, uh, you know, they really built up kind of the technical and tactical side of my coaching. Um, but then you're also learning the business side of things because you're running clubs and pro shops and, and managing different pros. So um, we went through that process. And over five years, I was able to go from California to the Caribbean, to Beijing, uh, you know, the Maldives. So that took me all over the place. Um, and then towards the end of my time there, I was actually in Abu Dhabi and I got to know a, a group of individuals, uh, that I worked with from, uh, East Africa and Sri Lanka. And, and I kind of got to know more of these, these personal experiences that they were going through with their families. And I kind of wanted to do what I could to get into those situations and help out. Um, so that led to the Peace Corps shift. Um, and then even as I had gone to, you know, went to the Peace Corps and I was going to be an environmental extension agent out in the village somewhere, uh, the Malian Ministry of Sport found out about my tennis background and I ended, ended up helping them create the Malian National Tennis Academy to train their junior tennis players in the capital city. Um, so even when I kind of stepped away from tennis in moments that I always found my way back pretty quickly. Is that something when you were in college playing, did you, did you think you would be a coach? Did you think you'd be a head coach or did that kind of come with your time after when you were in, in Mali and other places like that, teaching the, the game at that point, did that kind of draw you to maybe I want to do this full time? 
Yeah, so that's a good question. I think uh, my junior year in college, I really stepped. I, I was a my the team's captain my junior and senior year, and I kind of stepped into a role because the team we we you know to be blunt, we were not very good my my first two years. But the group that I came in with, we trained pretty hard. Um, we we got some other really strong recruits in, and then we ended up winning our conference the final two years. And it was, you know, at the time is, you know, almost kind of a motivational leader, making sure everyone was was reaching a certain standard when they were training. Uh, and I I enjoyed that role. So I think at a base level, that's when it started. That's kind of when the seed was planted. Um, but I do think um, some of the more holistic aspects of my coaching um, really probably began a little bit more in, in Africa. Um, just seeing the value of, of, you know, people building these skills as athletes and then using those skills to compete um, it, you know, on the one hand, it helps them become better, more successful tennis players, but it also, you know, they see that they can achieve things, that they, that hard work can get you to this other place and, and can take you places. And I think those skills, you know, that, that's where I really fell in love with coaching. Um, so, you know, I truly, I truly love to, you know, you know, like I said before, it's, it's this whole person development that I've just fallen in love with. Sounds very familiar. I think this is going to be a perfect marriage, no doubt about that. So, Tyson, I appreciate your time very, very much. Congratulations. Excited to have you on board. Excited to meet you in person. But thank you so much for some time. Congratulations. We'll talk again soon. Hey, thank you, Dave. It's my pleasure. You know, I couldn't be happier to be getting started with JMU, and I can't wait to get my family in town.